Obi-Wan Kenobi has been delayed. Harry Potter has a new MMO on the horizon. And Will Smith, I respect you more now. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directives. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Miss Cross, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. Thank you and welcome to episode number 69 of the Geek Underground. My name is Dadpool with my amazing, gorgeous, awesome co-host. It's Trash... Trash... Oh no, Trash Panda, that's right. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) It is April Fool's Day, come on, I had to do something. That was the worst April Fool's joke ever. Shut up. But we did want to welcome you to spring, guys. Yesterday I was out working and I was leaving a house and and cherry blossom petals were just blowing over my shoulders. So I thought, oh, spring is really here. Only to realize that it wasn't cherry blossom petals. It was It was snow. Snow. Snow is falling. It's spring, guys. We're in April now, and it was cotton ball-sized snowflakes that started falling on me. It's cold and freezing, and I'm in a jacket inside. I don't like it. Well, I mean, I like snow. I do like snow, just not in spring. Not right now when you're not expecting it. We were outside last weekend in T-shirts doing yard work. It feels like like all the seasons are shifting, though, slightly, because we used to get snow at Christmas, and now we seem to get snow (laughs) February, March, April, and it just seems like everything's kind of shifting slightly. It's like the months need to be shifted to make it work, and it's just odd. Yeah, I, very I, odd. It, it is strange again the fact that we were all out in t-shirts last weekend, yeah. and then this week it's it's not even close. I mean, bundled up in scarves, and I'm wearing gloves right now. Can I just half- start planting my garden out? I'm like, oh, frost. All your plants died. Oh, snow, no snow. But that's not why we're here. No, we, we're not. We need to start with the slap heard around the world first, because oh I've, I've got I've got to address this before I move on. And guys, I, I have an interesting take on this. I really do, and and because. I respect Will Smith more now. More than what? More than I did before. Now, you need to hear this out because I've, I've got a reason. It's, it's not for the slap. So first off, I am in no way, no way justifying his actions. Flat out, they were wrong. You can all agree on that. Yes? Yes. yes. Slapping okay. people is wrong. Slapping people, hitting people, taking out your aggression with, with, with physical violence is wrong. Now, Chris Rock, though, he went so far below the belt that Jada's ankles are hurting, all right? I mean, he went low on that one. Comedians, they roast each other. That's fine. They roast people. They roast failed movies or failed projects or exes or your faith, whatever. Fair game. Mm-hmm. All that's fair game. However, you never attack someone's disability or illness, especially one that has been described by them as terrifying. Now, I can't imagine as a woman to be going bald, let alone a celebrity whose image is their identity. I mean, it's what they sell. It's their currency in the industry. And to a woman, I have to imagine it's it's kind of a piece of your dignity as well, like your hair, to some degree. 
I do. Um, I I see two sides of this. I mean, I've I've got a friend who does have alopecia, and she finds it incredibly difficult. Really does. I think Jada looks hot with a shaved head, though. I mean, she, she pulls it off. She rocks it. And just think about all the wigs you can wear. I mean, <laughs> I have a real trouble because I've got so much hair trying to get my hair into, you know, wigs. I did cut it off one time and donate it to Locks of Love. But man, she looks hot. I don't think I could pull it off. Okay, but beyond that, Chris Rock's blow was below the it belt. It was, absolutely. Uh, his attack was horrible on multiple levels. And, and then, and I can understand, these celebrities, they face a ton of hate and criticism all the time. But I bet if it was just a personal attack at him, at Will Smith, even for an illness he had, he would have brushed it off, right? He, pr- yeah. he probably would have brushed that off. But because it was someone he cared about, we love, and he's probably seen behind closed doors the damage that illness has wreaked on, on her emotional and mental well-being, that yes, he snapped. He snapped a bit. Now, now, why I respect Will Smith more, though, is what he did next. Now, the apology, that was just not a PR puff piece of an apology that we see most high-profile individuals give these days, where they, they just kind of read a script, yes, I'm sorry, I've wronged you, and the organization does not condone this, and we don't. And that's not what we saw. And it's more than just an apology, guys. So before you start criticizing me or weighing on the fact that an apology doesn't make it better, you're right. An apology in itself does not make it better. But let me get to my point first, and then if you don't like it, then you can tell me I'm wrong, okay? I'm just trying, okay. To, I'm trying to calm all the naysayers down that are going, well, it was just an apology. He hit. Okay, so calm down. So the apology, though, it was not just fluff. You could tell he knew he knew he messed up in the biggest way. Now, from a rough upbringing, his goal has been to be a positive element for change in this world. That's what he's, he's tried to do. And you could see it in his face that he knew he failed that. He knew he messed up big. And so he owned it. In that moment, he took accountability for it in that moment. Now, just like grace, though, just because we accept God's grace doesn't mean we don't have to live with the consequences of our actions. Could, could he face being kicked out of the academy? Yes. Could he face losing work, being blacklisted? Yes. A tarnished reputation? Yes. Criminal charges? Y- yes. Yes to all of that. All of that could very easily happen. All of that could very easily come to pass. However, however, it is so refreshing to see someone stand up and take full accountability for their actions in a world that is lacking accountability. I mean, come on, we only have to go back to Shaggy's song, It Wasn't Me, to see how this world deals with things when they get caught. You know that song, It Wasn't Me, right? Basically, if you don't know the song, it's about a girl that comes in, catches her man with the girl next door, on the couch, in the bedroom, in the shower. She's like, hey, I've got pictures. And every single step of the way, oh, it wasn't me. Yeah, I saw you on the sofa. It wasn't me. And I caught you on the camera. It wasn't me. And that, that's how our society deals with this. I mean, you, you look at even in sports, the steroid era of sports, where these athletes get caught and called out, and they blame it on tainted meat. You know, well, you have 10 anabolic steroids in your system. Oh, yeah, I had some food off a Mexican food truck. And that's one of the excuses right now that an athlete has floated for why they tested positive for steroids. <sighs> Politics. Oh, my gosh. Both sides of the political party. It is never. It is never their fault, right? It's always the other guy. Imagine if we had a political party in power that actually took responsibility. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine? What, what if they said, you know what? We tried something and it didn't work and we're sorry. That's our fault. We're going to try something else based on some of the greatest minds in the world because this is what we want to achieve. And if they took accountability, but we don't see that in the world. So guys, guys, I'm ranting. I know that. I'm ranting right now. Yes, how it's done. Will Smith could have followed that same line, and he could have pushed that offensive line and said, well, Chris Rock crossed the line, and Chris Rock did this, and it's his fault, and he didn't. All of us, 
All of us have the propensity to do what Smith did, to lash out in anger or hate, to hurl insults or to slander, to wrong others. We all have that inside of us, yet very few of us have the willingness to be held accountable for our actions, to admit that we were wrong, regardless of what provoked us. Can I just point out as well? Yes. One of the first people to talk to Will Smith after it happened was Denzel Washington. Now, most people wouldn't know, but Denzel Washington is actually a Christian. And do you know what he said to him? Nope. He said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Now, it's not a direct quote, but it's basically a version of 1 Peter 5, 8, which is be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. Yeah. And so that was the first thing he heard was... Denzel Washington saying, look, dude, it's when we are, you know, at the top of our emotions, that's when the devil's going to come and try and do something. And he got the better of you. And Will Smith was like, yeah, he did. Yeah. I apologize. I shouldn't have done it. And But, but, it, but it's more, I mean, it, it's more than just saying, you, you can tell in his core, I mean, when someone is remorseful, when someone is truly, truly sorry for their actions. And again, this doesn't justify it. I'm, I'm not saying any of this justifies it. And if he has to face any kind of charges, it's warranted. It's just that we don't have enough people standing up and holding themselves accountable. <laughs> All right. Moving on to just something random, though. So, yeah, Will Smith, though, I do respect you. Uh, again, not for the action, not for any of it, but because that. I'm going to go to my man crush, Ryan Reynolds, as we're just preambling here. Most of you know he owns a football club or partly owns a football club with his mate that I can't think of his name right now that was in Raven's Banquet Mythic Quest. What's yeah. the actor's name? Oh, you put me on the spot here. Iron, isn't it? Yeah, Iron maybe? Uh, no. Mick something? Give me something. All right, uh, so Rob, Rob McInery. Rob, yes. Rob. Rob. Rob Ryan, Ryan and Rob. They own this club called Wrexham, and he's been doing just fantastic clips. So if you love Ryan Reynolds and you want to see some of these clips that he's doing, he's putting them out on the team page as well. I think probably his own Instagram feed and, and TikTok as well. Just check it out. Look up Ryan Reynolds, Wrexham. And Wrexham is spelled funny. It's W-R-E-X-E-M, I believe. Uh, but yeah, he's just... Oh, it's Rob McElhoney. I can't pronounce it. M-C-E-L-H-E-N-N-E-Y. Yeah. So, he, but he's really famous for also doing uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because he's like one of the creators of that. Couldn't get into that show. Loved MythoQuest though. I tried as well. But let's get, let's get into movies. Any movies that you are geeking out about? Let's just kind of dive into movies, TV shows, video games. We can start with movies though. Uh, movies, yes. Yeah. So, yesterday, uh, Disney dropped Death on the Nile which is Kenneth Branagh's take on Poirot, which is an Agatha Christie's... I can't speak today. Agatha Christie novel, which I absolutely loved. David Suchet in the 90s doing Poirot. I mean, it was me growing up. I just absolutely loved this sort of, like, detective and this little funny Belgian guy. He was very cool. Um, but there's been a lot of controversy kind of surrounding this because of one of the lead actors, and he was part of the... I believe it was a Me Too thing. He was charged for being doing some stuff oh, wow. so it had been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back that was army hammer okay yeah. yeah um however i really wanted to see it because somehow kenneth branner always manages to get these phenomenal casts i mean murder on the orient express had so many like big stars in it yeah and it was a good movie but it was like meh, meh. i mean beautiful cinematography 
meh, meh. I bought it because I was really excited for it and meh, meh, kind of, no, <laughs> was not interested. I was not, I was not like rolling in about in you know we, 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 we could put in sounds in post-production if, okay. you, if you don't want to be Maybe. making these. <laughs> although you hate but, it, it saves our operating expenses so please yes. yeah that's great but death on the nile thank you i thoroughly enjoyed it the cinematography alone is worth watching that movie for it is just breathtaking and it was fun. Like, okay. yes, lots of people get killed. I know. It's a murder mystery. It all takes place mostly in Egypt and on this one particular ship, the Karnak. And people die in weird and wonderful ways, get shot and all sorts. But it's really cleverly done. The acting's brilliant. It was really cool. And I actually sat there and was like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this. Because I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Because Murder on the Orient Express wasn't great. I've never been a huge... Kenneth Branagh fan. I've, I've enjoyed some of his acting, but it just seems his takes on things just kind of drag a little bit. He's, well, he is very Shakespearean. He is very, very Shakespearean. <laughs> don't you remember <laughs> there is uh, a Blackadder episode? And if Americans, if you don't know what Blackadder is, you need to go and look it up. It's basically Mr. Bean doing historical stuff, but not playing Mr. Bean. It's Rowan Atkinson. And he does one which was kind of like the finale piece called Back and Forth where he gets in a time machine built by Baldrick, which is a terrible idea, and goes all the way throughout history. Messing history up. Yeah, basically. And at one point he meets Shakespeare and punches him in the face, knocks him flying. And Shakespeare's like, what was that for? And he's like, that was for Kenneth Branagh's three hour or it's like six hour long Hamlet. You're going to make <laughs> all these school kids miserable. And then, yeah, so, and then it has massive consequences because basically Shakespeare never writes anything because of this one person telling him off. So Kenneth Branagh is very Shakespearean. I very. like a lot of what he does, but yeah, he's, it, it, it's an acquired taste. I get that. Okay. I mean, it did look good, and it got really good reviews from those that did venture out to see it. However, not enough people ventured out to see it because it didn't do great in the theaters. It did okay. Well, it was supposed but... to be released like a year ago, but yeah. with COVID and controversy, it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But I've got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. One so. that we just watched that's been out for a while is Zach Levi's new movie, American Underdog. Oh, my gosh, yes. Which... Now, I, I love Zach Levi. Now, this, this is not a typical action movie. This is very much more just the story of the life of, of Kurt and Brenda Warner. Kurt Warner is a, an American NFL player, football player, uh, and his wife, and kind of just their story, their journey. Now, now it is, it is faith-themed. It's not your typical faith-based movie, though. No. It's not by, by any means. But, but because faith was such a part of their story, it, it does weave its way through the movie. But... Guys, I, I, I teared up more times than in Endgame, I got to say. I mean, there's just some very emotional moments, and it, it's so well acted in that. Uh, Anna Paquin and Zach Levi just do amazing in their roles, and they really bring to life that this story, this struggle of, of where Kurt Warner came from and, and kind of overcoming everything life threw at them as, as a young married couple and as... I'm not a big American football fan. I do like some sports movies. I love to remember the Titans. I've watched that one quite a few times. That's probably one of the most, yeah, most yeah. watched ones. Uh, there are certain ones that I've really enjoyed. There's the one about the NFL teams with uh, Ke Kevin Costner and he's... Draft Day. Draft Day. That's, that's that one, one I enjoyed. Yeah. It well, was it's, like, it's because they're not playing football. Moneyball, <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm so bored. Moneyball's baseball. Yeah, I know, but it's still a sports movie okay. and I was bored. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just very bored. 
I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And it didn't seem like it was throwing stuff in your face. It really seemed genuine. I mean, Zach Levi is just such a lovely and really charismatic and genuine guy anyway. It just flowed through him. And it was interesting. They didn't hype on about the American football was there. They kind of used it well. It didn't make it so it was all about the football because a British audience is going to be like, whatever. I mean, it's getting more and more used in in England. People are more aware of American sports. They're watching them more, but it's still not the Premiership Football League. I get that. It's never going to overtake that out here. But it was interesting and it was fun. And I was like, oh, so he was the guy because I remember watching that Super Bowl with the Titans and the Rams and that was that guy and and I kind of got it. I mean, okay. Yeah, it was inter- it was fun. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, no, he did re- really well uh really good job. Really good job all the way through on on every level of that movie. Uh I've never been a huge Anna Paquin fan, but it, I thought she'd played that role really well and played I mean Brenda Warner is a very strong character, and she played that character well. I mean, as far as if you've, if you've She's seen... She's very much been typecast, I see, with Anna Panaquin, because she was in True Blood, and it was kind of meh. She was in the X-Men as Even Rogue. As Rogue and she Rogue, just... it was just... She was not right for Rogue. Yeah. But they never wrote Rogue right. Rogue was one of my favorite X-Men, and they never dealt her a good hand. Because, nope. yeah, she was just kind of... There was so me. much more don't you could have. Me. Yeah, that was, that's not oh rogue. Me. And I'm like, dude, and no, any, that's not who she is. Any fan of the X Men '90s cartoon knows oh, the kind goodness. of just sassy, just yeah. over the top character that Rogue is, and Anna, Anna was not that. And she needs Gambit. She does need Gambit. She does need Gambit. So we need Channing Tatum to come back because he was supposed to be Gambit. Mm. Th- no, you don't want Channing Tatum no. as Gambit. So who would you play? No, the. I'm going back to that guy again. The the lost guy from Paintball. Holloway, Josh Holloway. He would make a great gambit. He would because he's just that cocky, arrogant, roguish. roguish. Sort of, yeah. yeah. All right, but, yeah. I, but I think they're gonna cast him younger if if they oh, do. They and probably he's probably will. mid late forties. And they didn't do her hair right. She's redhead. Yes. She's a redhead. I Not know. Brown and yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, X Men. I don't think they're ever going to make a Gambit. I mean, I, maybe it will finally get made. I would love to see Gambit because he was one of my favorite characters as a kid as well. I had his action figures and his trading cards and all that stuff. Do you think they'll stuff. ever make a decent Dark Phoenix either? I'm sorry. Yeah, the new one wasn't... It, it could have been so much better. Ugh. But All right, moving on. So movies are actually out now. Morbius came out. Now, we we haven't seen it yet, but reviews have been so disappointing. Meh. Like. Okay, again, sound effects. <laughs> we, we can just push a button on the computer. It'll make these for you. You know I can actually get my sound effects buttons no, please back don't. up. Please don't put your sound effects <laughs> back up and just hold your phone to the microphone. Uh, but Morbius, <laughs> reviews that are in are that Matt Smith is over the top. A uh, villain played really well. Just it was choppy and and didn't make sense and a bit convoluted. Not much has really even been made of Jared Leto's role, which he puts his all. I mean, I got to hand it to that guy. Her, he puts his actor. all... Into the I role, think it but sounds more like it was a Venom 2. Yeah, and it was you just, get great actors, and then it's just meh, meh. Yeah. Which is tough. I mean, because again, you want to see, I, I want to see the Spider-Man world really hashed out. And they've just, they've just brought it into the MCU. You've just tied Venom and Spider-Man together. Yep. And then you come out with this, where it just kind you of... You made Woody Harrelson look bad. I mean, that's about as bad as when Aragon made John... Uh, what's his name? John! Aragon? Yes! Come oh, on. John Malkovich. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I was thinking like, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. I'm like, Aragon? 
Uh, oh with, my gosh. Viggo Mortensen? What are you talking about? No, when they made... Malkovich look bad. Malkovich. And Jeremy Irons. And Jeremy yeah, Irons look bad. I mean, it is incredibly difficult to make those two look bad, and you did it. Two I want my blue stone back. Oscar award winning actors and make them both. <laughs> yeah, look terrible. It was terrible. That was just um, a terrible movie. All the way through. All the way through. But the one that we are excited about... Yes, Fantastic Beast comes out in a week now, a week from today. Right? Yes. So next Friday. And it's got to be better than the last one. April 8th, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be better than the last one. Um, that movie just did not work for me. I mean, there were beasts in it, but Newt, Newt, the reason Newt is such a great character is he doesn't rely on magic. He relies on the animals more than he relies on his magic. And that's what made it fun in the first yeah. one. And you you had this really great, you know, sidekick using just, oh, I love him to death. And Dan o Fo Fo Fogler. Fogler. Dan Fogler. I'm really bad with names today. Dan Fogler was just such a brilliant supporting character. And you just kind of went meh with him and yeah. didn't give him a role. Now, I don't have a problem with you switching out. I, know, I, I do understand it. It makes me cross... Because I kind of liked uh, Depp playing Grindelwald. But I get reason why he's been moved out and we've got somebody new in and everything. And Mads Mikkelsen, though, he is not no oh, slouch. I, I mean, he's Mads no Mikkelsen. slouch for that either. And I've seen him play good. I've seen him play bad. He's, he's just such a great actor anyway. Yeah. But this one, it looks better. It looks more focused on the animals. It looks more focused on the fun of why we fell in love with the first movie instead of being dark and kind of as the second one was. Yeah. And what they ended up doing with um, the sister and I'm really losing names, Queenie. I just didn't like it. I mean, Queenie just being who she is, it just kind of felt forced the whole way through in the second one, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I'm really look. I mean, in the trailer, it doesn't look like the same actress. It's no. weird. It really doesn't. I've double checked. It is the same actress, but it looks like a completely different person. And I'm just really hoping that they give her a redemption story because her and Dan Fogel together and were just magic. They just had great chemistry. And I want to see that back because it really gave some brilliant heart to the whole movie. And I'm not seeing... Um, Tina either. Not much. But really, they, they do give the feel that this is more of a team-up, which is what you need. You need to have yeah. that core almost. And they're going back to Hogwarts. So you, just having... And they're giving him a wand. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, Dan Fulgros getting a wand. A muggle who's maybe not really a muggle. Maybe he's got some latent magical abilities residing in there. But they're, they're going back as a team, uh, you know, a la Ron, Hermione, and Harry, running around Hogwarts with Dumbledore. So I, I, I think they realized they needed to hearken back to some of the old magic that made Harry Potter what it was and they're going to they're going to have fun with this one and it looks like it should be a fun it does. ride. It does. And I'm 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 glad that JK Rowling listened and brought in other people to help her because this is an original story basically. I mean, if you look at the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, it is literally like an encyclopedia of animals. There isn't really a story there. It's great, it's interesting, but it's not a story in and of itself. So having the ability to go right this wasn't working help me for everything else that's going on with that woman right now. I'm really hoping this is her redemption story for this series because if it's another one like the last one, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch the next one. And I know there are going to be seven movies in this thing. So I want to see the redemption. 
And even if we don't get a conclusion at the end of this one in any sort of way, as long as the hope is still there at the end and it still gives you kind of like a, oh, that was good. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I, yeah. I mean, it's not like Empire, at least when, you know, Empire happened, it was a bad ending, but you knew that hope was there to go on to the next movie. You could feel that. You know, there was like, a, okay, so all these bad things have happened, but we're going to deal with this. And that's why Empire worked. And that's why Crimes of Grindelwald didn't. You left it on too dark of a note. And I remember my mum wanting to come because she really enjoyed the first one. And she was there and she's like, I really want to leave. This feels kind of oppressive. I don't mm. feel comfortable here. And it was just exactly right. It was an oppressive movie. And for all of the, you know, extra animals and stuff you brought in, it just wasn't enough. So I'm really excited to see this one. I've heard good things. We'll see. Yeah. Um, let's move on to TV shows now. We just have three oh. TV shows where oh, maybe you have an extra one, but uh, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan, and Halo. There's, there's some news for all of those now. Moon Knight just dropped. Do you have something else? I just want to say really quickly, last episode, we were talking about Strange New World Season 2 and casting new actors into it. Obviously, Strange New Worlds follows Pike, Pike's Enterprise with number yeah. one. And I said, you know, they'd already cast Picard for Season 2. I was wrong. Sorry, it was Kirk, and I was having a brain oh. fart. So I apologize. <laughs> Do not hate me. I just had a brain fart. So it was Kirk they've got. So we'll see Kirk and Pike's kind of relationship. So I'll leave it there. But guys, Moon Knight, I cannot oh. stress how much, if you have not seen it, like literally, stop this podcast, go watch it, and then come back and finish it. I mean, it, it, My is, goodness. it is so good. Take a psychological thriller. Sprinkle with some amazing action, action sequences, special effects, Egyptian lore, fantastic camera work, and then have Kevin Feige shoot his magic juices all over it, and you've got Moon Knight. Like, it, it's, it's amazing. It is so good. Did you know Oscar Isaacs has not got a multi-season deal? He has got a one-season deal. That's it. This might be one of their special limited runs on the... I hope... No, but they're supposed to, they're supposed to do more. Because they were talking about how when it was the actor that passed away tragically skiing, he was supposed to continue that role in future things. And so maybe they've only shown that he has a year. They've, they've got to bring him back because just, 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 in, just in episode one, just as episode one, his acting is fantastic. His British accent has a little left to be desired, I've got to say. He's fantastic. But it was, it was solidly good. I mean, I sat there. I enjoyed it. My dad, who has been a massive hater of most of the Marvel series is he has not enjoyed most of them. I went and texted him immediately Instantly. and said, you need to watch this. You will love this. It was amazing. Yeah, Isaacs crushes the role. I mean, his physical acting is brilliant where he's, if you don't know the Moon Knight character, he has a, a dissociative personality disorder, meaning there's multiple things. One of them being a superhero Moon Knight inside of him. And in certain scenes, he is fighting against these other personalities, and, and it's amazing. I mean, j just his acting is, is phenomenal. Absolutely I mean, phenomenal. I would compare it to James McAvoy in Split and Glass, where he is just changing up roles between all of these different characters, and it's seamless. Yeah. It is so clever. I mean, the way he holds himself, everything is very well thought out of. And it was just clever, the whole thing. From the beginning where I felt kind of squeamish because a character basically breaks glass, puts it in his shoes and puts his shoes on. And I was like, oh, oh no, that was... That was yeah. <laughs> but it was seamless. It was clever. 
again, the cinematography. I'm going to keep going on about cinematography this episode because it was just beautiful. I mean, putting them in the Alps, in London, at the British Museum. I mean, there was just bit after bit after bit. It was brilliant. Yeah. Really good fun. I can't remember the director's name. He's an Egyptian director. Now, because because they are delving into Egyptian lore, they wanted really some authenticity. But but he came out and said, look, I'm, I'm not here because I'm an Egyptian director. I'm here because I can tell this story better than anybody. And I, I just loved that brashness and the fact that he's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill this story. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to make this the best story. And again, but have, having the Egyptian background in his life and going and actually filming in Cairo uh, and, and in authentic scenes there and really trying to make this real I think it's great. And even Oscar Isaacs came out and said, like, look, we wanted everything to feel like it was this external expression of an internal struggle. And so the plot ties to other MCU things, they became much less important. And and because of that, they, they just kind of started to stand on their own legs. And he was like, look, we just made this our own thing. And it became something amazing. And this is Oscar Isaacs talking about how he felt about the the, the, the whole process and that it was just this amazing journey for them, uh, for this emotional truth that was happening kind of in mm. um, in it all. So I, I, I can't wait, guys. This is the one where, yes, I've loved like Loki. I loved how that started. You know, WandaVision, it was a fun avant-garde type type show. Hawkeye, that, that, I really enjoyed Hawkeye probably more than the others. And even Falcon, Winter Soldier. But, but this one... You, you will just want the next episode right now. It's a bit creepy. So those, I would say, probably 12. Yeah. It, a 12 is probably good. Or 13. I know. I think it said 16 and over on oh, the... Oh, it did. Uh, the trailer was less, but the actual show, I think it said 16 plus on Disney. It is creepy. It is... Yeah, but in a, for me in a good way. A it was, it was good. It was adult, so yeah, not for the younger children at all. Not at all. But please, you, yeah, just watch it. You need to see that one. It's amazing. Obi-Wan, though, bad news on that. It has been delayed. Obi-Wan has been pushed back. We have to two wait days. longer. Yeah, just two days. But we get both episode <laughs> one and two back to back. So we're getting two episodes ready to go that I am excited Do we know about. the length of the episodes? No. Because I know Moon Knight, they're about 40, 45 minute episodes. And they packed so much. Yeah. After we got about halfway into it, I thought it was about over, and I checked, and it was just 20 minutes into the, the, the episode. I mean, they, they really packed a ton. It didn't just drag and shoot and then be done. There's a lot in each one. And But Obi-Wan, I've been waiting for this one for, for years now because McGregor coming back for that role at the age yeah. he needs to be. I agree. Apart from Hayden Christensen, that guy just needs to go. Yeah. No, he's not my Vader. Not my I Vader. Know. Well, your Vader is not... Is he around anymore, the original actor? He does. Well, Prowse, but I thought I thought they had somebody else that actually stood in for the ghost projection of Vader. No, that was David Prowse. Yes, in, in the Force projection. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, he just looked shorter than I, th- I thought he would. Yeah, have Yeah, because been. I broke my Vader Christmas tree decoration and then found out that David Prowse had died, and I felt horrible because you thought you killed Vader. I thought I killed Vader. <laughs> you didn't kill Vader, honey. No, okay. I met him a few times. He was such a lovely guy too. Um, he was. Oh, he, oh, he was really nice. They called him the Gentle Giant. Is him, him and uh, Mayhew. They really referred to. They as, both were lovely. Yeah, just lovely, amazing people. Peter Mayhew, of course, played Chewbacca. Yeah, amazing people. That that really. Yeah, this world is definitely less off not having them in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other series, though, Halo series, people are kind of not. People don't necessarily hate this one for being a video game adaptation, but I haven't. Heard tons of love for it either. Master Chief walking around know. without his helmet on. I mean, um, I still, I, now we haven't been able to see it yet. It's not the on a service that we have. Uh, who are one of the biggest like Lord of the Rings fan made sites, have said that they really enjoyed it, thought it was brilliant, and very smart that it's Paramount, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. They released it 
like everywhere the first episode for free to get everybody into it so they would pay, so for, they the would service. pay for the service of course so i've heard both good and bad i must admit for me i mean i i played halo i played all the games i really enjoyed them i i got into them i found some of them incredibly creepy i mean the flood just ugh, that i had to have sean sitting in the room while i was playing them because i was like i don't like it it's so nice <laughs> but they were great games. They were fun. But I'm not 100% invested in watching Master Chief. I'm yeah. just, I don't know. Eh. And especially with him taking his helmet off like he is all the Ooh. time now, which is Master Chief never no. took his helmet off. I don't understand that. Uh, they did get the voice of Cortana, so at least they got that part right for it. I just, I, I, well, I wish I could see it first off. We just don't have the service out here we can watch it on. But it's something where I'm glad they didn't make it 10 years ago when Peter Jackson was rumored to be the director for a movie. I'm glad we've now let special effects catch up to a point where you can do a lot more with it, yeah. which is really good. Just I, I hope I hope it just does something well, because I've, I've loved that franchise for so long. I, I want it to succeed. I really, really do. And that one, uh, the I was thinking Half-Life, but it's not Half-Life. Uh, Portal? Not Portal. What's the one where they have big suits in the apocalypse? Um, Fallout. Fallout, thank you. And that show is coming in the next year, supposed to be out. And that one, hopefully again, does well because that's an amazing franchise with an amazing fan base and we all want to see something good. And I'm wanting this to be good. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping in my heart that this is good. <laughs> and that Once I can see it, at least. I just can't watch it right now. Um, uh, really quickly, just a big shout out to Picard as well. Season two is so insanely well. yeah. good. And I've got to say, River Song's little rant about, you know, disabled gypsies, so let's go kill Hitler, was one of my favorite lines in a TV show ever because it was just so well done and so funny from Doctor Who. You need to go and watch the River Song if you don't know who that is. But I've got to say... Uh, the doctor's little thing after she was linked to the Borg Queen no. and goes, computer, <laughs> open file, beep, that I stole from the Borg Queen's brain has got to be one of my favorite lines in a show ever at this point because it was just so well done. It was hilarious. It really is the perfect blend of, of humor to that show that it needs because the first season of Picard, it, was, it, didn't, it didn't have as much of that as it could It was could a struggle. Have. Yeah, it was it, a struggle to get through. You wanted to get through it because Picard is such a great character. You wanted to see what happened, but you weren't. I didn't feel invested. This season, the balance. Like, we watch it every week, and I'm invested. I'm like, when is it coming out? I want to watch it now. I want to watch it now. I, you know, I want to binge watch it because it's so good, and I can't. I've got to wait week to week, which is is almost torture because it's so good. <laughs> But I'm solidly enjoying it. So, so good. Welcome to the world 15 years ago. Oh, where yeah. <laughs> we had, and when, and wait, yeah, but at least this, though, we can still sit down and watch it whenever we want. 15 years ago, you had to be at your TV at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or you're going to miss it. Unless your VCR was programmed to recoil, maybe more than 15 years ago. I think we had DVRs 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. There we go. The world of our, our childhood. Yeah. Where uh, you had to be there. Yeah. And you know what, guys? For those of you that live in this age, imagine missing a show and then never being able to watch it again, ever. Yep. That's how it was 20 well, years ago. waiting like three years for it to come out on VHS tape. Yeah. After the movie theater. 
when it was, it, it wouldn't come out within three months. It would be years later that a movie would come out and be released on DVD or VHS. And again, if you missed your favorite television show, you could literally wait years and years and years, if ever, to see that episode that you missed again. Yep. It, it is a golden age of television. You guys will understand. I mean, that the media on consumption demand. and where we are right now, it's going to be fascinating to see where our world goes in five years and what direct, because where do we go? I mean, where, where did normal broadcast channels go when this is all about streaming and the consumption, the ways that we consume media? And think about the ways that the, the, the younger generation is with, with just YouTube and TikTok. And it is such a fast thing. If they're not entertained in the first five seconds, they're on to something else. Where, where is this going to leave the way that we yeah. consume media in 10 years and five years? Great. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, something that I heard that's amazing as well about that. Did I talk about this? The mash episode where the, the final finale of the mash episode in America, we've all probably at least heard of mash in some way. It was an old yeah, Vietnam yeah, yeah. for those that don't, but it was, it was an old television show. Lots and lots of people watched it. So when I think the it finale aired in the early 80s, and in America alone, there was something like 120 million TVs watching that episode all at the same time. Yep. Okay? That's just in one country. And that was back when America was, was maybe j- just over 200 million people. So half of the country was tuned into one thing, let alone around the world. I'm sure around the world, I think I was talking to Neil here, the pastor of our church, and he was saying the same thing, that everybody was watching that show. Yep. Nowadays, if, if a cable show gets close to a million views, that is a successful cable show. You know, if a stream gets 500,000 streams, that is a successful stream. We, we just don't live in the same world when everybody saw the same thing at the same time. We, we, we don't have those cultural events anymore. And in and, and some ways, I think it's sad because that was an amazing time where everybody could connect talking about the same thing. But it thing. was the same thing as like when... Charles and Diana got married, or when the moon landings happened, people got round and watched these things. Well, and everybody now, knew where they were. Yeah. My dad could tell you where he was when man set foot on the moon. And I'll be honest, I think the last major event that everybody knew where they were was 9 11. But apart from that, you know, nobody's. And, and for me, Columbine as well, if, if we've heard of the Columbine. Oh, that, yeah. that was the first major school shooting. So those are probably the two events in my. Young, younger life that, that I remember vividly, like where I was, what I was See, doing. See, it took a bit longer for us to get it over here because we didn't, you know, I didn't watch the news as a kid. So it was like, well, I don't know what's happening. I heard about it later. I actually sent a letter to the mum and got a reply, which was wonderful because she was, wow. uh, that oh, was Cassie Columbine? Bunnell's yeah. mum. Okay. And she was, she was amazing. I mean, the fact that she personally responded to us was, you know, awesome. But yeah, it's, it's a different consumer today. Absolutely. It is. And the one thing that I that I have to look at and I don't like about the way streaming services work now is you're not going to have shows that last for, for seven, eight, nine, ten seasons anymore because when you subscribe to a service and you're watching, say, your favorite show and it gets to season three or four, that show is no longer bringing in new subscribers. It just has a fan base of those that love it, but it's not bringing in extra money. And so then the studios end up canceling shows after only three, four, maybe five years if like it's really Santa good. Like Santa Clarita Diet. Yes, because it gets Ugh. to a point where there's nobody, it's not making any extra money. And so they need to bring out the next new thing, the next thing to get people excited and signing up for the service again. And and, and that, that change in media means we're never going to have a show like Friends make 10 seasons or Big Bang Theory make 12 seasons or or anything like that anymore because that's not that's not the way media is consumed and that's not the way these companies make money anymore. No, they it's more the reality shows that tend to 
carry on, like say RuPaul's Drag Race, where it's changing it up a little bit, but American Idol, the same. America's yeah. Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, all of those that yeah, you do have little changes. But then they have there, to but... do something different to make it fresh and new. Say like the extreme version of America's Got Talent that Simon Cowell's <laughs> now doing, which is like really. Yeah. Really? Oh, well. But we'll see. We'll see in five years where we're at. We'll make some predictions about that in, in uh, maybe <laughs> our next next yearly prediction episode. But I think that's all for us today. We're, we're oh, we've tra- got some game news really quickly. Oh, we'll hurry. Very um, quickly. Uh, so one, Destiny um, has now put out their two designs for the Halloween event oh, that yes. you can vote on. This year, Wait, it's- Halloween event? That's like, what? I know, but they put it out ahead of time, (laughs) let everybody vote so they can put it in. It's the mechs versus the monsters this year. Now, I've got to say, I'm totally on board with the mechs because they are really cool. They're very Gundam The hunter monster cape looks amazing. But the hunter monster cape is so cool that I was like, dude, the mechs all the way. However, Mm -hmm. you've got to make that hunter cape available. Just because. Because it is just so, so cool. And this is for the armor sets you can wear. Yeah. They look really good. So if you check out Bungie, they've got them on there. I think it's on the TWAB this week as well. So you can go and have a look at it. Make your vote. Like I say, I'm all the way mechs because they are really, really cool. I didn't like the coloring for the hunter one, but I can fix that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you have uh, and the other thing is, is that Overwatch, which is the other big game we play a lot, is doing something new. Now, I'm really confused about what this means entirely. Obviously, the Overwatch 2 is due to drop some point this year. So I think this is what they're doing to kind of round out Overwatch 1 as it is. They're taking the uh, archives, the anniversary and the summer games, and they're replacing them with a remix event which will allow you to buy all the skins from all of those events, past skins and new skins, and put in all the little games. But it also includes May's Snowball Fight, which is a Christmas event. So I'm not sure if they're just removing all of the events and putting it into this one big thing, just so that people kind of like use up their credits from Overwatch because everybody will probably jump to Overwatch 2. I just don't know. It was kind of a confusing update. It'll be cool. As long as they let me buy that Bastion Lego skin, which I've never been able to find. And unless you was one of the original players, you just didn't get it. And I really want it. But apart from that, it 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 sounds like it's going to be a very jam-packed event. Uh, we'll have more about that when it's there. So, all right, Trash Panda, if people want to get a hold of us, what is a great way they can? If they need anything, just want to chat, have a question. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheGeekUG. Very nice. We have all three? We have all three. That's amazing. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Again, we have a great time here talking and chatting and discussing things that we love. Uh, I'm just going to say, don't forget to be awesome because you are. You know how I feel about that. And Trash Panda. And be unique. Be yourself. Be your authentic self. Be the person that God created you to be because that's an amazing thing. Whether you be blue, green, or you be anything else. Just be yourself. Really, truly be yourself. Yep. Bye! The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.